Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. And it's November. It's November. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope everyone's Hello. having a, uh, a great fall. Yeah, so last time we talked was, did we do, what was it, Daylight Savings Time? Uh, so we got lucky. Uh, I, I, I don't know if anyone remembers this about a year ago. I think we briefly mentioned we had a little... We had a mix-up on our end, because Daylight Savings Time in the U.S. and Germany, they both have them, but they're offset by, a, like, a week and change. Yeah, so we... <laughs> so it messed up our recording last year. We got lucky this year, and it happened on our off week. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Daylight Savings Time, to be honest. Um, I really don't like it. It messes me up. I mean, I don't mind getting the extra hour of sleep. I've never had that problem. Uh, the reverse makes me miserable for, like, a week. I mean, now I'm used to it. I mean, I hate having to update all of my clocks. Uh, at least my car. I have to update my car radio. Yeah. But, other than that... You know, because I wasn't certain if we had done that. So, usually Germany comes first, and then the U.S. comes a week later. But, I had a couple of friends in Japan where they don't do it at all. So, <laughs> it just pushes you back. Yeah. So instead of there being uh, a seven-hour difference, there was an eight-hour difference, which uh, really sucked. We were going to do that here. The uh, it it was voted in by. I, I I'm embarrassed. I don't know this off the top of my head. I think it was voted mm -hmm. by the House, and then the Senate has to like you know vote on it as well. It's one or the other, but I think the House voted on it. And it was, like, a single-issue, like, straightforward bill, right? And mm -hmm. then it went to the next house, or, the you know, the, the center of the house, and they packed it into something else, so then it had to become a political thing. <laughs> yeah, daylight savings time, it does get kind of heated. Um... Everybody wants it gone. They just threw it in another bill that, you know, had a bunch of other stuff in it, so then it had to become a partisan issue. If it was a one-item bill... I think it would have unanimously passed. Uh, what's There are two states in the U.S. that don't have it. I think Arizona? Most of Arizona, and I can't remember where else. The, the interesting thing is they didn't vote to get rid of Daylight Savings Time. They voted to uh -huh. stay in Daylight Savings Time permanently, which I don't like. Uh -huh. You think we should just live in normal time? Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. But the su uh, the argument is, like, the sun will go down, you know, during the shortest days of the year, the sun will go down before 4 p.m. And people would be too miserable, but just just, huh. just deal with it. Darkness is fine. You don't need vitamin yeah. D. Mm, that's true. Ask any but, doctor. Yeah, so I guess this kind of ties into our daily, or our weekly topic, or episode topic, which is uh, the weather. It snowed! So and yeah, I hate so it, jealous. and I'm upset. 
Why? Because it takes longer to drive to work now, and everyone here's a psychopath in a four-wheel drive that won't get... They'll tailgate you the whole way, wherever you're going. Is it that... Is it that bad with snow? They paid for four-wheel drive, and they paid for snow tires, and they're going to get their use out of them until they swerve into a ditch. Oh, well. No, we don't get snow here. I think I've had snow here once or twice, maybe? Like, where you would actually sticks. Like, it does snow, but it's gone, like, by noon. So, no, it's uh, it's getting pretty dark here, so it's dark mm-hmm. at around, like, five. Um, the leaves are all pretty colors. Our snow came in kind of a worst-case scenario. It had been pretty warm here for a while, mm-hmm. and then it dumped pretty hard all at once. So the ground is warm, it freezes, sheer layer of ice, snowed on top of that, stuck, and then snowed for a few more days. Oh, wow. And was very cold. So you have thick yeah. snow on top of very slick ice. Yeah, isn't that black ice? No, black ice is when it's thin and you can't see it. This is like... Like, you could, if you, like, got a, a pick or something and got some out, it'd be, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, in some places, like, an inch thick or more. Hmm. Oh, wow. My, uh, no, my friend that I work with, we went to lunch the other day, and we were gonna mm-hmm. put, a lady got stuck, and we were, you know, the thing, it, when you're, when you're from a place like this, the, the general procedure is, if someone gets stuck, everyone stop what you're doing, go push them. We did that, and he... <laughs> He wasn't wearing very good shoes that day. He slipped twice <laughs> and fell. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, so, yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll have a white Christmas, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> anyway, so that's our, I guess, our bi-weekly weather report. Uh, but I guess speaking of, like, going to work and all that, I guess it does kind of tie in with snow, because the last time I went to work, in the U.S., which was a long time ago, <laughs> I drove into a pole because they didn't salt the roads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was also in winter. But so today we want to talk about, I guess, like in-office culture, like workplace, workplace beliefs, all those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, We did talk about this maybe a year or so ago. I think I was... I was so excited that I had my first office job and I'd been there a few months and I felt like I really had a handle on things and it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Don't get me wrong, I'm still very glad I have it. However, I feel like I have evolved my thoughts a little bit over time. So the honeymoon phase is over? Yeah, it's still a positive. It's still a positive. It's just, you know, it's easier to see the negatives yeah so what are so i guess we can do kind of like the sandwich method i don't know if you've heard of that where you do like the good things and the bad things and the good things kind of go back and forth yep the good old compliment sandwich yeah yeah, basically well uh sure something good uh i make a lot more money than i ever have and i don't have to be tired sore and smell like grease after which is awesome uh, love that. Uh, expounding a little bit more on the negatives. Um, I've mm. definitely seen a further evolution of, like, inner office relations and, po- like, workplace politics. Yeah, that's, that's a big no-go. I feel like it's only gotten worse, though, because I always, 
you know, like politics and work, those things never really kind of mixed, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But, you know, I guess over like the past decade or so, it's gotten a lot worse. No, I mean like actual like work politics, like people making plays to oh. advance their position. Oh, I thought you meant like politics Although in you are still correct. I did get stuck yeah. after work a few, I was making small talk with some coworkers and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere politics started up and I, I tried to make what I thought was a very non, you know, controversial take. And then it became like, oh, no, you're absolutely wrong because it's like this and it's (laughs) like this. And this person is the devil and they want the worst for our country. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a minefield. So, like, whenever I go home, I really try to avoid talking politics with people. Just in general. I mean, I have my opinions. They have their opinions. And I think... I feel like it's really hard to have a civil discussion mm. because people are so heated about everything. But what did you mean by workplace politics? I mean, like, you know, people want to advance their position or be friendly with other people so that mm. they can, you know, look good to, you know, have a better job in the future. By the way, I do want to share what my what I had thought was a non-controversial opinion. So I don't okay, know if, if you've heard this or if listeners have heard of this. Uh, supposedly the U.S. like diesel um, mm-hmm. reserves are very low. Like we're down to like double digit days. Okay. And they're talk, and obviously I work in the transportation field, so my car was like, "What are we gonna do when that runs out?" And I had made what I had thought was the uncontroversial opinion, like, "Well, the U.S. has demonstrated uh, that when it comes to oil, they will do whatever it takes to not run out of oil." That that was that yeah. was my non-controversial take, <laughs> and I was told like, no, Joe Biden will just let we're gonna run out and the country's gonna end, and that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time we've had an energy crisis. I mean, you and I are both too old to remember this, but like the seventies, I think there was like a huge oil crisis. Um, like even now, though, in like France and parts of in parts of Europe, I mean, you can't get any gas. But I'm sure we'll be fine. If not, I mean, what are we going to do anyway? So Sure would be nice if we invested in, like, railways and stuff. Yeah. But then Elon couldn't sell us Tesla. Oh, you're so, so right. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting off that tangent. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, man, if we're going to commit to this compliment sandwich i have to say something nice again uh i have been there long enough that people trust me and leave me alone to do my thing which i appreciate that is not a given um no it's not you have to earn that yeah it's definitely not a given because people love to micromanage and that's something that i i absolutely hate Mm -hmm. it also it has to be the sweet spot of your position is important enough that they don't want to mess with you and you're mm-hmm. you're they know you know what you're doing and they they know replacing you would be very difficult but it can't be so important that if you fail like the whole company goes under so i'm i'm like right at that sweet spot or what i do is very important and i know what i'm doing but it's not so important that the company is like you know if if i fail the mm. company's going under you know what i mean or we're going to take a major loss yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I've 
seen plenty of companies where they put like too much on one person and if that person leaves then everything kind of just goes to hell um on the one hand i guess it makes you kind of you know irreplaceable but on the other hand it's a lot of responsibility so i don't, I don't know if that's like the best choice to make but yeah you always have to finish on a good note mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, with, a, with a compliment sandwich well uh <laughs> Now that I'm we're it, we're actually doing this and the thoughts mm-hmm. are rolling and I'm glancing at my notes, uh, we did the compliment sandwich. We followed through with our theme. I feel like there's going to be some more negatives coming out of my mouth than positives going forward. I don't know about you. Okay. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people are. I mean, I've been doing a lot of like lurking on the internet, as I would say, on the interwebs, and a lot of people are pretty upset with. Uh, inner work politics so like i guess like the biggest one would be like twitter at the moment i mean that's been all over the news oh it's been so fun and, to watch oh you know, it's it, i mean it's a it's a dumpster fire so on the one hand i do feel really bad for like the people who ha- are like caught in a bind basically and like they're losing their jobs or they're going to lose their jobs so i feel i feel bad for them on that on that note um but, like, as a whole, as, like, a fiasco, I mean, it's incredibly entertaining to, like, just read about. Um, be, I don't really have, like, that big of a opinion. Well, I have a big opinion, but I don't really hold Tesla or, or Elon in, like, any kind of high regard. So it's it's a bit of, you know, I don't know. It's schadenfreude, as they would say, like, basically enjoying someone failing. But... I guess it kind of makes me like a bad person. <laughs> Look, it's going to happen. You have zero influence on it. You might as well extract some enjoyment from it. You're not hurting well, anyone. I, c- I could buy. I could buy a blue. It's <laughs> 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 so it just like tanks someone. So, what what was his name? I think it was LeBron James. Someone had bought an account for eight bucks. And said that he was leaving. I think LeBron is... He, is he on the Lakers? I'm going to say he's on the Lakers. I and think... That he's, he's going to leave. And he thanked them for their years of support. And he's going to change to like a new uh, new team. But it was, it was a lie. It was just some troll. Or like some other troll basically said... Like there's some company that sells insulin at like eight hundred dollars a prescription or something. Oh yeah, like Lily something, and yeah, they lost yeah. like sixteen billion dollars in value. Yeah, yeah, because some guy bought an account and said like, "Hey, congratulations, we're selling insulin; it's free now," and their their stock market price tanked. And I'm sure it'll recover, um, but nonetheless, it's incredibly, it's incredibly entertaining, but it. I think to, I guess to hone in more on what I want to say is um, ever since the pandemic started, people have been very concerned with like working from home basically. And so a lot of these software companies are like slowly rolling that back to where they're forcing people like back into the work, like into like the, to the, like the workplace. Sorry. So like Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Twitter, because Elon sent out an email, I think a couple days ago, or a tweet, saying that everyone that works for Twitter should be back in the office. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's, the, he'll make exceptions, but he'll personally review it. And 
I don't know how he's going to personally review 4,000 people. Well, it's easy. <laughs> like, you go to the select all column and you hit decline. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine yeah, that's what he's going to do. Unless it's like some like really high ranking guy who's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm dying or something. Then maybe they get the exception. If you, if yeah, you have so that... the ability to face-to-face with Elon Musk, maybe you can be an expe- exception. Yeah, maybe. But that's... So, that's been my impression of, like, workplace uh, culture at the moment in the U.S. is a lot of people are very... Like, just in general, have been very frustrated with the lack of support in terms of, like, the pandemic. Because, like, if you can't work from home, well, then why don't you? Well, because, like, my boss won't let me. So that kind of thing. And I've heard that from plenty of people. That's been one of their, I guess, number one uh, grievance. Or, like, the their boss is not taking, like, the pandemic seriously. So letting someone come in even though the, they've been tested positive And then getting everyone else sick. Um, oh, yeah. Billing School District uh, now. If you're a teacher and you get COVID, uh, you technically can't come in. But you have to use mm-hmm. your own PTO for it now. So teachers are just not, they're refusing to test and just coming in sick. I think it's crazy that teachers even have PTO, to be honest. Um, Because here it's just like a given. Like, if you're sick, you're sick. So, like, you don't, we don't have PTO here, really. Um, What you can do here is you can work, you can do overtime if your company lets you. And then you can basically use that overtime as vacation. You know, so if you do like over the course of like three months, like maybe like, let's say, I don't know, 24 hours of overtime, then you have like three extra like days worth of vacation that you can take. That's a good system. Um, I I have a friend that's a federal employee and that's how it works for him. Yeah, that's pretty much how they do it here. Technically speaking, they can also pay you in overtime. Um, They do that, too. But some people just choose to have, like, the free days, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. I mean, they're not free because you work them. But, like, with teachers, like, the way it works here in most, I guess in most European countries, is not that you have, uh, like, PTO in the sense of, like, you're sick. You have unlimited sick days, like, no matter where you work. Now, if you get sick, if you're sick for too long, eventually the company will let you go. But you have to be sick for, like, pretty long. So for like, I think it's more than like a year and then like they're allowed to fire you. But other than that, like there's not much they can do. That is, that is insane. Although, you know, another positive, um, I know a lot of workplaces have been rolling back the work from home. Uh, my workplace has actually started instituting a more established work from home policy. It was kind of just case by case, like, uh. You could ask for it for a day or something like that if you're not, or work from home if you're sick. Mm. But they started instituting for more established employees, like a two days at home, three days in the office kind of system. So like a hybrid model. Yeah, which uh, I I would qualify for in my role. I I don't like. I love the idea of working from home. I hundred percent support it. Mm-hmm. I personally do not like it for the job I do. So I want to be in the office. Oh. Uh, but my roommate, who works with me, he, he does it, and he's just as efficient at home as he is in the office for his role. And and honestly, his manager lets him sometimes work from home three days a week if he wants. So, uh, I mean, I 
definitely say I would I'm more efficient in the office uh, than I am at home. Maybe not always. It depends on what I'm doing. So like if I'm discussing something with like my teammates, I much prefer doing that like in person as opposed to like over like video chat. Um, just because I feel like it's hard to concentrate after like a certain amount of time. Like last week we had like around like five hours of meetings, which is a lot for one week. And that's really difficult to concentrate like on a video chat. So whereas like in person, I feel like it's a lot easier and but like just doing like purely my work i think it's easier from home as opposed to like going to the office although i do miss the office but it's just so far mm. and like the commute you know so that's a lot of money and a lot of time uh, just going back and forth from the office oh yeah in, in a role like yours you 100 percent should be at home for for me I have to do a lot of phone calls, so having, like, a proper uh, headset. And and I've tried to, like, use the microphone and headphones I'm using right now to do my job mm-hmm. at home. doesn't work. So um, I've done it off my cell phone. I've done it off, like, a cheap work headset. Uh, I also, my job involves a lot of communication with people in my office. It's a lot easier mm. to walk over to somebody and say, hey, blah, 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 than, you know, send them a Microsoft Teams message or send them an email or... And wait for a response. Yeah, that's the thing. So a lot of people have been kind of harping on the point of, like, you have to be in person, you know, to, like, build, like, team spirit and build, like, a, like team ethos, I guess, if you will. Which I do kind of agree. Um, I'm definitely glad that I, like, ever since, like, the pandemic started, <clears throat> my wife and I have definitely been spending more time together. So, because I work from home. Whereas before... Like, we would only see each other, really, like, in the evenings and maybe on the weekends. Because she had to work, I had to work, so we would never see each other. So I saw my teammates more than I actually saw my own partner, basically. Mm. Which, you know, sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, but <clears throat> I definitely like having, like, a hybrid model. I Some people are, aren't interested at, at all in being in a team, like, in getting to know, like, their coworkers. But I definitely am. So I do enjoy that aspect of it. Well, and it's certainly optional in some fields. Like, my field is very sales-based, and, like, in Mm -hmm. my role, like, I need to have personal relationships with people in the office because it gives me, one, because, you know, I like most of the people in the office, and on a more, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pragmatic uh, Mm. option, I suppose people liking me and me liking them and understanding their stuff, I have more opportunities to make money with their stuff because I'm, I'm a commission-based employee. Uh, mm. And sometimes I, I can just overhear, like, somebody will get an email and they'll say aloud, like, wow, so-and-so just sent this over. We should get working on it. And I'll, like, okay, drop what I'm doing, get ready to work on this, get in the door, make the money. Because, you know, I'm competing against, like, ten other people in my, my office in my role to get that money and if i have 30 seconds a head start that might easily be the difference maker i don't know how i would feel like how i'd feel about competing with my co-workers though but i guess it's to be expected if you work in sales because you want to be the better salesperson it's it's a well, we do help each other and there is kind of like a most people are kind of like cool about it mm-hmm. like oh hey this is this guy, you know this guy, I'll let you talk to this guy, I'm not going to steal that from you. 
There are a few people mm. who are just like, I don't care. I'm here to make money, not friends. Yeah. <laughs> I know those kind of people. Which, I guess that's definitely true. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I like my coworkers. I like my bosses. They're all they're all good people. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm there to work. Like, I'll put it the way, like, my mom put it, which was... Um, I, I'm I'm friendly to everyone, but I'm not everyone's friend, if you know what I mean. So like I'm so like I'm kind and respectful, and we can laugh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're friends. Um, but of course you have to be respectful and you have to be professional at work. Oh, of course, I mean but, I I have a yeah. hard time separating that. I would say I've I've made friends with so many people I work with, and I had friends there before I worked there too. Like, mm. I, I think I mentioned this like a month or so ago. We uh, a few of my friends. We went to the cor- a few coworkers that I would consider friends. We went to the corn maze to celebrate one of their birthdays, mm. uh, which is fun. And a corn maze is that like like a like for like Halloween or something? Well, they do it. It's always around that time, so there's uh, there's always like a spookier option. They actually segmented off a par- portion of the corn maze, and they have someone running around with a chainsaw with without the actual like blade part of it. Um, and it's supposed to be like the scary one, but the, that's, yeah. Uh, but it, it's, yeah, I, I should probably be better about, you know, being friendly, not friends with people. Uh, it's a, it's a hard line to, to walk. Uh, I think we should be friendly to everyone we come across initially. And then afterwards you can judge someone um, whether or not they're worthy of, you know, talking to. But my approach is just to have a friendly demeanor, basically. And sometimes it's misunderstood as like, hey, let's be friends. And it's like, you know, uh, it's kind of difficult. Uh, especially like with my work. And we all live so far apart. You know, some of my coworkers, they live like two hours away from me. So there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> but, but sometimes you uh, just know it's like, oh, me, me and this person, like, we have, like, actual, like, real interests outside of work that we share. Like, we could 100% yeah. be friends. Yeah, that's true. I don't really have that a lot with most of my coworkers. Like, they're great people. They're nice and they're fun to chat with. But I don't know if I want to do anything with them outside of work um, just because, like, the lack of interest. But I do feel like that is definitely part of, like, mm, like workplace culture that you definitely have to have. And that's been like a buzzword for like the past week or past year or so. Um, bring people back in the office and we'll improve like workplace culture and team bonding. Team bonding is also like a, a word that's been floating around a lot. Um, I don't, I guess for some people, I guess for some like company leaders, they want you to be like married to your work. And I'm definitely interested in, progressing my career but uh, on on the flip side i want to have more to life than just work which i think is a luxury you know for me and for you because i definitely know that in some parts of the world that's really all you have is work and nothing else so oh yeah and, and you know i i won't say it's that dramatic but some people are in roles where you can never really properly clock out like this morning, I, yeah. I got on my phone and I checked my work emails. I didn't have to. Nothing was wrong, uh, but I checked, like, oh, mm. this person got snuck in the weather, so they're going to be late. They'll have to deliver Monday. I'm like, eh, annoying, but I don't have to do anything about it. We have an after-hours crew. One of my friends I used to work with, 
He uh, managed one of our specialized divisions, and he basically never, ever, ever was 100% off the clock. Like, he always had to be available if something happened, and he went, and he Mm. works at, like, a steel company now. And he's like, yeah, it's great. I do, like, a quarter of the work. Everyone's super friendly. Uh, When I clock out, that's it. And he's he loves it, and he has he feels more free to do his hobbies, and you know play local sports stuff, and he's just way happier. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like you know the whole like five days a week, uh, forty hours is a bit, you know, outdated. Do you know who made that? Who who introduced that model? Uh, wasn't it Gerald Ford? Oh, it was Henry Ford. I don't know who Joe oh, Ford yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a president? Oh, that is a president. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. Oh, that is. I was like, oh, wow. Now, now I feel like an idiot. Um, but... <laughs> I feel like you just teed yeah. that up for me to look smart, and I just, like, I threw the bat. <laughs> no, so it was Henry Ford. So for those who don't know, you know, the, the Model T, the founder of the Ford Company. And he introduced that model uh, in the early 1900s for one simple reason. So, like, his whole company was to create cars, obviously. The problem was, well, no one was really buying them. And the reason why they weren't buying them is, well, everyone was working. So back then, it used to be a six-day work, a six days a week at, like, 50 hours or something. And so, like, that was kind of, like, the norm throughout the country. So, like, no one had time to, like, buy a car and drive around. And so for his company, so for the Ford company, he introduced five hours, or, sorry, five, uh, 40 hours a week, five days a week for the same pay. So they he didn't reduce their pay. Um, and his hope was that if people had one day off a week, so, like, the weekend then like they would go around and they would buy cars and that pretty much turned out to be true. I don't know how accurate the story is. I'm pretty sure it's true, but it's one that gets floated around a lot. What I think is really interesting, I don't know if you read this, but like Chick-fil-A that they're trying to introduce like a 14-hour workday. Did you see that? I did not. The only thing I really know about Chick-fil-A's work culture is that they're closed Sundays. Yeah, so Chick-fil-A, so I, let me double check so I don't, like, misspeak. But I'm pretty sure, like, Chick-fil-A uh, is introducing, yeah, so they're introducing a three-day work week, okay? So, and get this, the three-day work week is 14 hours. <laughs> so you work 14 hours a day for three days at a time. I don't know if they're consecutive, though, but that's a lot. So, and they think that people really want this and they've been getting a lot of applications. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know how I feel about working 14 hours straight. I think I dropped dead. I've Um, done close. No, I have done it before. It's awful, but it's, I don't know. If you're on that kind of schedule, think about this. mm. Your, our lives are built around work. It's awful, it's miserable, but that is the truth. Five days a week or whatever, you wake up at a specific time and you you account for like, oh, well, I'm going to need X amount of time to shower, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You, you don't, but most of us will have to, you know, commute to work somehow. You have to account for that. You have to, you know, 
have work clothes on, you have to commute back, you have to organize lunch or something. Imagine if that is not the average day for you anymore. That's only the outlier. Four days a week, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, this is just one um, franchise, I think, in... Uh, whatchamacallit, Florida. Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I forgot Florida. Oh, yeah, like, one, just, like one store. Okay. Yeah, it's just one store. It's just, just one store. So it's not the whole company. But... Yeah, you're right. So, honestly, I don't think I could actually work 14 hours and be productive. Like, effectively, those are three days that you'll be completely just dead. You can't do anything. Because if you get up, like, let's say you start your shift at, like, 6. I mean, you're not getting home until, like, 8. And then what are you going to do with, like, the rest of the 10 hours? Like, nothing. There's nothing you can do. Because you have to sleep, you have to eat, and you have to shower, and then the day's done. So you're blocked effectively for three days. There's absolutely nothing you can do with those three days. I, I think that's a good trade-off. I think it is a good trade-off because then you get four days um, free. Yeah, those are two so extra days. You're not commuting. You don't have to, like, dress for work. Yeah, so if I if they were, like, like if I had, like, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then I had the, the rest of those days completely off, I'd do it. Because, like you said, either way, you'd be losing so much time. And it's time you don't get paid. Like, driving to work, getting ready for work, driving home, breaks, stuff like that. That's nothing you get paid for. Um, and I'd rather do that three times, three days a week as opposed to five. Now, would I do it for 14 hours? Probably not. <laughs> well, think, it, it, you know, Chick-fil-A is going to be an hourly job, so you're also going to get two hours of overtime every week. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the ideal world, probably. I have no idea what it's what it's gonna look like. I mean, I have no idea what Chick Fil A pays. I mean, it should just but... be time and a half. I think that's the that's like the legal minimum. Yeah, I mean, it's been floating around for a couple of days. Like, oh, Chick Fil A, they're introducing like a fourteen hour workday. Um, but I mean, some countries look at that and they kind of laugh because I know that like in like China, for example, technically it's illegal. It's illegal according to Chinese labor laws, but it's done anyway. And they have like the the nine nine six model. Have you heard of that? The nine nine six. No, I've not. Yeah. So what it means is you work from nine a.m. to nine p.m. six days a week, and that's used by like a lot of companies to help them grow pretty quickly, but. I mean, it's a god-awful amount of hours. So, I mean, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. But, like I said, it's illegal in China, but people still do it anyway, so companies still do it. Um, Jack Ma, I think is his name. He's the Chinese equivalent of Jeff Bezos, basically, running Alibaba and whatnot. He was like, yeah, you should definitely, you know, do, like, the 996 model. It's really good, good for your work ethic, blah, blah, blah. But nothing like that would ever fly in the U.S. or, like, in Germany. No. No, so we'll definitely see if they're going to do, like, if they're going to stick to it. But, like, how long is your your day? So you do, like, an eight-hour day, don't you? Yeah, like so that? I work 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. with an hour off the clock. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't get paid breaks. Well, I mean, I, I take breaks. I mean, I, oh, nobody's, okay. like, like, 
people go out and smoke or use the restroom or whatever. Like, I, I never feel... I am probably out of my desk more than, like, everyone in that office. I'm always up and about, mm. and only half the time am I doing anything... Most of the time, I'm not doing anything work-related. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as the, you know, the numbers are, yeah. you know, good. My numbers are consistently good. And also, like I was talking with earlier, like, I... Th- and this is, like, total office politics BS... Mm-hmm. A lot of time, I'm up, I'm walking around the office, and I'm a fast walker, like, I just, mm-hmm. by nature. My dad's 6'2", and I'm not. So, as a kid, it was like, learn to walk fast, because he's not going to slow down. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he drugged me along sometimes <laughs> when I was young. But, uh, so, I look like I'm really busy. And I think people have this image of me, it's like, wow, there's Chris, he's... Look at him go. He's he's getting something done. And I'll go over and talk to my friend about anime or something, but <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the funny thing about capitalism, which is it, it actually punishes you for being more efficient. So, if you have 8 hours to do your job and your boss says like do these 10 things before the day's over. And you do these 10 things not in 8 hours, but, like, let's say in five. Well, now you have, like, three hours where you have to look busy. You know, you have to look like you're doing something. Or, if you're smart, I would say, you work slower. So you work slower to fill the eight hours. Um, and I guess that's kind of, like, the, like the crux of it, of, like, working in, like, our societies, is that if the more efficient you are, the more you kind of get punished. Because you can't just, like, say, like, hey, I'm done with my work, can I go home? They're going to be like, no, uh, I don't know, like, clean your table or something. Yeah. So, like, just bullshit work, basically, to, like, kill time. Which has happened to me before, so. I actually kind of like when I have time to do that. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, I understand. Mm. It's, like, you can only do, you can only clean your desk so much. Uh, yeah, like. Oh, God. No, I was going to say, like, I don't have I don't have a problem having downtime at work. But, you know, it's if if your boss sees that you're not doing anything, but you've done all of your work, then you have to appear like you're busy when there's actually nothing to do. Some people might counter that and say, like, well, there's always something to do, like you can clean, which I mean, sure, I guess you can. But so what were you going to say? Oh, sometimes our our office you can get away with leaving early, but, you know, if it's clear, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an honor system. Like, don't be the guy who has to leave early, like, once or twice a week. I'm like, I try and save it for days, like, okay, I'm actually done with everything. It's a slow day. Because it actually makes sense for us to, like, be on the clock the whole shift, because customers could send stuff at any time. Like, hey, we need this now. Can you get this for us now? We'll pay big. Can you do it net right now? Uh, okay. So, if, and a lot of our customers, like, I swear, they're so annoying. They're like, yeah, I get off at 4, 3 p.m. Like, oh, we need this. We've been trying for days to get this done, and we can't get it. Can you do this right now? Like, ah, I wish you would have told us three days ago. This would have been a lot easier. I mean, that's that's different. So then it's kind of like they have you on retainer. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's a good way to view it. Like, we're on retainer. Like, our customers, especially the ones I work with, seem to, without fail, ask for last-minute requests. Um, and we we do our best to get those done. Um, before we get too long, there is a couple things mm-hmm. I want to talk about. It, sure it is, should. and I think pretty much every field deals with this 
and like mm-hmm. my field less so than most and even i'm starting to feel it you run into a wall when you when you've done your job so long like you're just doing so much repetition like the grind of just doing the same things over and over i think it really starts to get to you um and i work in the transportation field and i hear new problems every day that i've never heard of before we i, I don't know if i mentioned this last time but we have a newer guy and uh, he had a really interesting problem happen to me that I, I think will actually be good for him because he'll always have this to go back and reference for how anything could happen. We had a, a driver docked up to a warehouse. And while he was docked, mm. a repo company came and repossessed his truck because he wasn't paying for it. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> and then it was like a whole big problem, like... We have the stuff on his trailer. How are we going to, like... He doesn't have a truck anymore. <laughs> but so, Crazy stuff's always happening. But I've definitely been running into the grind and the repetition lately. Like, I've definitely lost a lot of motivation. It's... I, I mean, I, I, I do the job. My numbers are good. But, oh, it's not... It's certainly not exciting. Yeah, I mean... So, my, I guess my thinking is... is so I guess, you know, I think I've probably said this a couple of times in a couple episodes, but it's like, you know, do the job you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Um, I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. I have, um, which I think it's complete bull because work is still work. Um, I guess if you if you do what you love, uh, then it makes it easier. But I think more often than not, we very rarely ever get the chance to do what we actually want to do work-wise. So I think I try to do something that I'm good at and hope that people benefit from it. Whether or not like I really enjoy it, I think is, is not that important. I guess, I guess kind of like a loveless marriage, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, but uh, that, that's the way I view work. But you gotta be careful, like burnout, you know. Oh, which has been I have a hundred percent run into it. I I don't, you know, it happened during our break, so I don't think I talked mm-hmm. about it. But I had uh, a few days, probably a little over a week, where just so much was going wrong, and it was so dumb. And it wasn't like oh, just stuff happens. No, it was people making very dumb decisions and just being either vindictive mm. or unprofessional. And I was getting so angry. That, like, I was having to take walks. I was freaking out at my desk. Um, like, I, I took, like, a calm-down walk. I came back to my desk, mm-hmm. took one phone call. It was another completely unrelated thing. Made me very angry again. And, like, I, I, like, I, I can't handle... And I, I was talking to my boss, like, oh, can I... I'm going to need to take a day off because I'm, like, freaking out. It's like, well, end of the month is coming. Can you wait till after? like i'll just deal with it and then i came in one day and i'm like all right it was really bad yesterday i almost like lost control of myself i don't want to like because i'm i I play kickball with the hr guy so i don't really want to put him in a position Mm. where like hey ben sorry i uh put a hole in the wall (laughs) i walked in that morning i took one phone call someone said Uh something unbelievably stupid to me and i yelled and threw my headset so I was like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, I can't imagine you getting angry, 
but and we've never been angry at each other before so no i mean it's just it's it's just you know that death by a thousand cuts i mean re- repetition i mean it can happen with any emotion but that's how it was for that i mean i get pretty flustered too at my work but i try not to let my emotions show um because then you're always the guy, you know, who lets the his emotions get the like the best of him. And, and nobody likes that guy. No, no one likes him. So it's like, so I just kind of gripe and moan to my wife about my work. And um, yeah, and ninety nine percent of the time, that's not me. I was just on a really bad run. I mean, everyone has like you know has like a has a bad day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. My partner like was watching me this whole time, and he was like. He's like, I like the day I took a, like a calm down walk and came back and took that the mm-hmm. next back call. He's like, I can't believe it. It's like it just won't stop, and you're like doing everything right to calm down, and they just won't let you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you feel like a rat in a cage. Uh, I definitely, I definitely know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, I guess like one last thing, like do you like how do they do vacation at your job or like in general? Do you get like, because I know some companies do uh unlimited vacation quote unquote like unlimited pto um or not unlimited pto but like unlimited like time un- off unlimited tie off but it's not paid because pto was paid time off um unlimited pto would be awesome but <laughs> yeah i think actually some companies do have that so long as you're actually like a valuable person but no uh we have a pretty good pto package actually come mm-hmm february so in three months from now i'm gonna get three more weeks of pto because i'll be starting Mm -hmm. my second year and then we you know we have a handful of holidays throughout the year i try to choose to work holidays because for every hour of holiday you work you get two hours of pto in the really easy days and i'm probably gonna make a tiny bit of money like commission wise doing it and then i'm i what i do I, i i no joke i just sit there i play like slay the spire on my phone or something (laughs) <laughs> like, I order, like, Chinese takeout or delivery. Like, I just, like, have a chill day. There's, like, two people in the office. Turn off all the lights. It's great. Oh, wow. And then uh, they actually have a policy where we get, like, a free-to-use-at-our-discretion PTO day from, like, November mm. to February to, like, supplement holiday time. Also, in the industry, it's slower. So it's people being gone isn't as big of a deal. There is a standing policy that we're not supposed to take more than a week off at a time from, like, April to September, because that's, like, good weather means good driving. That means more, you know, busier. Oh, that sucks. That's a huge chunk of the year, though. Although I've seen people do it, so I I don't... I think it's one of those rules on the book where if, like... Mm -hmm. For example, if I want to go to Japan, uh, they're going to be, like, and request a month off for it. They're going to probably point at the policy and say, well, we technically have this rule on the book, so no... Um, but I've seen people take like two weeks off and hasn't really, it's basically manager discretion. I really think it's just a rule on the book to, for them to reference. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> so we're coming to a close. So that's, you know, work culture. Yeah. And there, a, there is and one thing I, I have to bring up though, because oh, I okay, think it's so like you... the most corporate sounding soulless thing ever. And my office has it and, and okay. they think it's the exact opposite. It's called the happiness committee. Uh-huh. And it's a voluntary committee that you they ask people to join like once or twice every year where you can like they like figure out like fun stuff to do around the office like little like potlucks or stuff like that. But doesn't oh, that sound looks. like the most soulless corporate thing ever? 
Is to get people to, like, enjoy, like, being at work, you mean? Or... Yeah. But it's, like, little stuff. But I'm like, how about instead of that, you just pay us more? That would make me happy. I, I couldn't mm. be... I've thought about being on the happiness committee before just to, like, advance my status at work. But it's, like... Mm-hmm. My thoughts are going to be like, you know what makes me really happy? When people, like, let me do my job and pay me more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, they're trying to, like, you know, win you over with, like, little stuff. That kind of reminds me of an article I read. I don't know if it's true. You have to do your work. But <clears throat> if you work at Amazon, they give you, like, virtual pets. <clears throat> so you, like, you have, like, little pets on your computer that you can, like, feed. Kind of like Neopets. You remember those? I do. Yeah, so apparently they have that kind of system at, like, Amazon, where if you're stuck at your station you and you have, like, a couple minutes of downtime, they give you, like, a little virtual pet you can feed and play with and name and whatnot, and it's supposed to, like, motivate you to do your work. Um, I, I, I don't know how, like, true that is, but I've seen, like, articles about it. That sounds like something uh, out of cyberpunk. Like, nobody can afford a pet anymore, but you can get a virtual pet. Yeah, pretty pretty much. But I've seen that, too. I've seen, like, people, especially with the pandemic, like, they just kind of try and give you, like, a little extra, like, like these, like, benefits that don't really materialize into anything meaningful. So, like, you get, like, food at work or, I don't know, you get, like, free beer or something or free coffee, which I guess is nice, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really help you in the long run. I guess the the most important thing is more money. <laughs> yeah. But but you know as they say more money more problems. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making more money than I ever have before. My problems have gone down. Yeah, it's delayed. <laughs> you know, first the success and then the fall, you know. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll, but... we'll touch base on that in a year and see how that's going. Yeah, we'll do an update in one year. <laughs> Anywho, so that's that's all from my side. Anything else you want to add before we? Uh, no, I think I, uh, I think I said everything I had to say. Alright, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.